Welcome to the Book of Caleb, a space where you can say what you're really thinking. I'm your host, Lauren Caleb. Join me as I discuss how to manage and rationalize all of the things in a distracting world. From current happenings to wellness, beauty, diet, family, home, and more, laugh and learn something too. This is the Book of Caleb. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 47 of the Book of Caleb. Will being stressed out help you to live longer? Hmm, let's think about that one. I don't know. Uh, You know, when will stress benefit you? Is there a difference between stress and anxiety? Michael and I kind of cover some basic scenarios with this and how this can, you know, realizing the differences between these and what you can do to help manage stress or anxiety or both. Enjoy. That was just a brief intro. Welcome to the Book of Caleb, episode 47. Will being stressed out make you live longer? Possibly, possibly not. Um, As I'm recording this, folks, I had to play Red Light Special by TLC because one, it's been in my head all day long since I played it last night for an Instagram story, thanks to courtesy of Michael's inspiration. And now as we're recording this podcast, Michael has this red light that he bought me, I believe, for Christmas. Correct, Michael? Welcome to the Book of Caleb. This was a Christmas gift um, I bought for you. I did know that I would potentially, most likely, <clears throat> as well, um, be using it uh, <laughs> daily um, as red light, uh, red, light, right, red light therapy, as they call it. There's many different names. LLLT, which is low-level laser therapy, bio-mediation, um, um, many different uses for it, but uh, it's awesome. It really is. Um, so I guess I kind of bought it eh, for you, but then also secretly for me, but not so secretly because you knew that I would be using it as much as you, if not more. If not more. So, like, let's get into this. Well, or- TLC. Okay. They're actually my favorite female group of all time. A lot of people say, hold on, Mike, what about the Spice Girls? And I say, yeah, Spice Girls are awesome. TLC was before them, um, and I loved TLC. So many bangers back in the day. Um, Name three. Waterfalls, Red Light Special. (laughs) No, that wasn't a banger. And Creep. Creep? Yeah. Yeah. And then what about No Scrubs? Yep, that was later on. Exactly. So give it up to TLC, rest in peace to the L of TLC. Left eye. Left eye. Lopez. Um, what does T stand for? T-Boss. And then C? Chili. Chili. Yeah, so. Pepper. Um, red so, light. yeah. And obviously, Red Light Special goes well with my Red Light. They may have been ahead of the game. It sounds like they were. So, Michael, let's talk about Red Light Therapy because I just want to know more about it. I was surprised when I asked you, you know, hey, did you get me a Christmas present? And you said, <laughs> yeah, it's coming. And then there's a whole story and debacle about that where I thought it was a lie and that no, you had no, forgotten. No. It took a while because I, I ordered this a couple weeks out. Uh, but yeah, this just came in yesterday. It took a solid month to get here. This red light bulb, essentially, is what you ordered. You ordered the most economical red what? light. It's a red light therapy device. R- RJ Glow. RJ Glow is the brand. 
That's the type of, um, that's just the name of the actual device, RJ Glow. The brand is Red Juve. And like Red J-U-U-V dot com? Red J-U-V. Red J-U-V. Because there's Juve. You know, yep, I've heard know. that advertised too. And that's probably like a bigger, more popular brand than Red Juve. Is this like a knockoff or? It's not a knockoff. It's doing the same thing. Um, you know, there's many different companies that sell red light. It's, it's very popular now as people have opened up and learned all the benefits that it brings to you. And it's just, we're, we're inundated with all this blue light nonstop from our cell phones and the computer screen. Um, that's, that can be damaging. This red light is a repairing light. It uh, repairs the skin. It repairs um, all sorts of damaged, broken down scales, cells on, on your skin surface, but it also can penetrate down to the muscle. Um, and it's great for athletic recovery, um, which is what I'm going to be using it for as well. Um, so and there's many different uses for it, really. Okay, so two parts here. One, what made you decide from awareness to purchase? Like, when did you decide, okay, I'm going to finally buy into this therapy or technology, having never used it before by technicality, right? Well, I've, I've experienced it in the saunas um, that I've experienced with, I mean, I'll just say the Perspire saunas um, have the red light therapy and chromotherapy. They have many different lights. So I'd experienced it a couple times, uh, but most of all, I've just heard that, heard about it um, on podcasts, you know, wellness, biohacking podcasts. Um, and then uh, more and more companies, these are kind of, you know, made for your house. So they're portable, um, you know, they're very functional. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's, I don't know what your question was, but that's... Well, what made you decide to like do or want the, what is the, what does it do? And how are you supposed to use it? How often? What time of day? That, that's the thing. You can't really use it too much. Um, you can use it any time of day. You can use it on any part of your body. Wherever you're feeling you want a little bit of repair or you want something to, um, you want a little more energy for the brain. It's good for me at night, I think. It's definitely calming. It's a stress reliever. Red light has been shown um, to drop your cortisol levels and also your adrenaline levels. So it drops significantly your stress levels just by shining it on your face you can actually look right into it which might be intense for some people so a lot of people will just close your eyes five ten minutes um and it will drop your stress levels which when your stress levels are dropped then that allows the body to function normally um, your metabolism benefits from that as well when because cortisol the stress hormone cortisol that pretty much is an inhibitor for your metabolism that's why we store fat. Um, I'll get into that more. Yeah, so you need to get that cortisol out if you want to have your metabolism to work properly. So that's that's just one. So yeah, weight. This is shown to help with weight loss. Obviously, this most people know red light original originated for um, repairing uh, wounds um, on the skin level. Um, so it can do that. But fine lines, wrinkles, sagging skin, it addresses all that. But then yeah, energy because it gets into the um, mitochondria? The mitochondria, it excites the mitochondria in your cells, mm -hmm. and that's the uptick in energy you're feeling. That's also when you have broken down or damaged cells from training, working out. It helps speed up that recovery process on muscles. Uh, many athletes use this in their training. And it's like post for like recovery. So you're saying it's, to me, I'm interpreting this to be used more post, like you said, no. evening. No, that, that's one, but you can use it morning to wake up you can use it before to energize it i'm saying it's a for all there's no one specific that's the full 
function that's what brings the value of the red light it can be used for post it can be used for but just as many benefits in the morning or pre or pre-working out as well and like how long of a treatment it's what what i've said what i've seen five ten minutes on one spot this is just a, these smaller at home devices you know they can only really target a certain area so you know if you can only target your head or face for five ten minutes then you want to get it down on your legs or you know, chest or somewhere, then you may have to move it. So if you're moving it around different areas, that could, you know, 20, 30 minutes if you have that much time. So would your goal long term be to have some sort of giant panel red light therapy room? Maybe, maybe, maybe I mean, that it functions so well, like I've mentioned in an infrared sauna, because red light is the last spectrum of light you see, like infrared um, and near infrared is right after red light on the spectrum but you can't see near infrared um or infrared uh-huh. uh and near infrared just pen that penetrates a little bit further beyond the muscle into the bone um and then infrared which is the next wavelength penetrates all the way down into the tissue below the bone all the way through the body and actually through the body um really infrared yeah. waves can go through your body yes correct yes you're 100 percent certain on that well, I mean, if you're going to hold, again, my feet to the uh, infrared light right now, I'm going to say 99% certain. Okay. But infrared, it penetrates further. You can't see that. The last spe spectrum of light you can see is red. I thought infrared rays can only go like three inches into your soft tissue. Into your soft tissue? Mm-hmm. Maybe. I think that's near. Okay. And when I say infrared, then that's that's accounting for mid and far okay. infrared wavelengths. Got it. Yeah, so. Well, interesting. That's a good intro to this because, mm -hmm. like I said, Michael, the title of this episode is Will Being Stressed, or the question, really, Will Being Stressed Out Make You Live Longer? Will Being Stressed Out Make You Live Longer? Yeah. Uh, absolutely not. <laughs> Would you say that's a rhetorical question? It's a stressful question. The one I just asked. Was that rhetorical as well? We could just go in over. It's tough not to be. As an adult, and as you get older, you have kids, life gets tougher, life gets more stressful. This is, I turned this off, this light off, but I had it shining on my, my face for the first five minutes here. I'm My stress level has definitely dropped. I feel better. I'm more relaxed. It's a better way to live, and like you may be hinting at, a longer way to live. How... You know, I would like to do some more research on this and, like, have people who are completely naive to light therapy mm -hmm. read false information about red light therapy okay, okay. and then get a red light therapy treatment and ask, do you feel more stressed? You know, like, their false information yeah, okay. would be, like... They, they do you, studies, the placebo studies. Yeah. There's yeah. been over 50,000 red light um, studies done. Like the, it's, it's been well documented, the benefits of learned light, yeah. Right, and I don't doubt that. I would just be curious of the placebo effect or just the perception effect. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If you're, you know, learning about this um, wellness benefits of it, but what if you, like, learned that it was bad for you and then got a treatment and then were asked questions after? Like, how would you perceive? Because what you're saying is, like, you know, I just mm -hmm. did this for mm -hmm. five minutes. I feel less stressed. Yeah. But it's it can all be influenced. Like you're trying to be less stressed, right? You're like making True. an effort to like have this sort of therapy. And again, I'm yeah. not trying to be like a no. devil's advocate. I don't doubt like it's that, that makes sense. effectiveness because I 
sincerely believe the opposite in the a way of like blue light and mm-hmm. how it like affects and like drains your pupils and gives you a headache by the end of the day when you're staring at all these screens. Yeah, exactly. And no one had to tell me that. It's just my literally like my own experience. experience. Like, yeah. yeah, my head hurts at the end of the day because one, I'm tired. And two, it's like my eyes are like um, being you know flexed right yeah drained then mm-hmm. uh yeah it was like ooh, but and it's also like addicting too is the other thing that i think about like screens okay um that it just like you you get tired and then you go away from the screen and like the only way to like get you back up again is like looking at the screen again because it's like this bright light like bright blue you know to like stimulate you and trigger you again like, sure, yeah. Well, you just have to look at it. You have to look at your phone to work and function. Yeah. You know, or, or your computer. That's what, that's where work is, unfortunately. And I think that we are becoming more, like, trained to be drained in that way. We're like, yes, it drains you. You got to step away. But then, like, yeah, the only way to get back on again is, like, online and, like, looking at this, like, blue light yeah, to, like, so trigger your brain again. Drink some coffees, you know, jack up your caffeine levels to try to get back into it, which is unhealthy to- way to stimulate yourself with stimulants did you have a bright light uh growing up because i definitely did it was a light bright was it a light bright yeah um well that's what so it was a black paper with the designs and with you the put pegs the, yep. with the things in there those are cool i like that a lot um they still make those because i know they make a lot of vintage toys they now. absolutely do yeah because i Cortland would be all over that i think with all the little pigs that would get lost and eaten, you think? That's my concern. Not eaten. They are small. They definitely would get lost. And vacuumed up by the iRobot. Oh, man. That's true. Well, we'll see. Maybe when, maybe next year, Christmas. All right. Well, Michael, rhetorical question. Will being stressed out make you live longer? Obviously, everyone knows that is not the case. Mm-hmm. But there are things so, like, right, we can do to prohibit the stress mm-hmm. okay but first let's talk stress and anxiety do you know mm. there's a do you know if there's a difference do you think there's a difference there's a difference i would i didn't know that before i never really had anxiety but i had some anxiety this year um i know everyone kind of knows what stress is but i never had anxiety i had some anxiety this year there, there's a difference uh for me um what do you interpret stress versus anxiety to be well, stress is just like you got to get stuff done, and it kind of stresses you out. And you start worrying, like there's just, you just you're worried about stressing. Anxiety, uh, it's a little bit different. It's worse, definitely worse. Um, you, you can't really gather your thoughts. For me, um, things kind of race. Things are kind of just a little bit out of control. You feel like you have less control about what's happening at a certain time. Um, I didn't have my red light then, and I think I was I kind of cut. I was too much on caffeine caffeine i think i was having too much caffeine for sure um and then yeah just some uncertainty you know with life it was a weird year contributed to all that Did i have i have that under control now and i haven't been having any issues now with this red light device i have as well i uh, feel very confident that i will not be experiencing <laughs> hopefully any more anxiety <laughs> or maybe at a reduced Reduce. level okay so i wanted to understand right in a definition sense the difference between stress and anxiety before looking up some definitions though if you were to ask me what's the difference between stress and anxiety i feel like stress is 
yeah, like you were saying, part of like everyday life, like there's things that feel more stressful than others or natural. So like you could be stressed out about a deadline, which is normal or stressed out about like having to like talk in front of people when you're like not or stressed about doing something that you're not necessarily used to doing, you know, you can do it, you know, it's going to like happen, but you're like, gosh, I hope I don't trip on the way up the stairs or whatever. But okay. So I looked it up. According to the American Psychological Association, Mm -hmm. um, there's a fine line between stress and anxiety. Both are emotional responses, but stress is typically caused by an external trigger. The trigger can be short term, such as a work deadline or a fight with a loved one or long term, such as being unable to work, discrimination or chronic illness. Those can all be mm-hmm. stressors yeah. by external things. Right. Sure. People under stress experience mental and physical symptoms such as irritability, anger, fatigue, muscle pain, digestive troubles and difficulty sleeping. So sounds like most people every day. just wondering like how do you not experience any of those at some point during Mm -hmm. the day like Mm -hmm. any one of those um okay so anxiety on the other hand is defined by persistent excessive worries that don't go away even in the absence of a stressor Mm -hmm. so anxiety leads to a nearly identical set of symptoms as stress insomnia difficulty concentrating fatigue muscle tension and irritability So when I like read those, I think, yeah, like anxiety is something that regardless of the environment, like it's something that you're just still having. Yeah. You have less control. Like it's not, it's just not going away. Um, And it's strange. It's it's more intense. I feel like. Yeah. Um, Do you think that the usage of the word anxiety has become more open or frequently used. Yeah, for sure. It, it definitely has. And in the, right, and that's like what like people need to like have an understanding of that there is a difference. Yeah. And you can't just say, well, you know, it's my anxiety is like inhibiting me from like doing things if like your anxiety is really just like normal stress for like mm-hmm. everyday situations where you need to like cope through those. Correct. I yeah. feel like I heard a lot of I used to work at a, you know, cosmetology school and I would hear students say that they had a lot of anxiety. They would use that term a lot for, I have a lot of anxiety about an exam. I have a lot of anxiety about, yeah. you know, um, taking a client for a haircut. And it's like, those, like, those are these like short term things and those are environmental things. Yeah. And like you, that's not like. No, for most Mm -hmm. going to be true anxiety. That's just stress. And you need to like learn to like cope and like be an adult. Exactly. Yeah. So I just. Yeah. No, it's, it's thrown around a lot and probably misused sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, Misused Mm -hmm. more. I think of that. Like people are thrown around the term anxiety when that's like something that is more debilitating. Mm -hmm. And there's, you know, what anxiety disorder and then, you know, this, the way that the medical field and you know western medicine it's all about okay what, what, what pills do we need to prescribe to deal with this stuff and no you don't you need to you know more wellness um homeopathic ways whatever that's going to be sauna red light exercise exercise has always been my go-to um eating better cutting out caffeine that's the way to deal with anxiety not to get hooked on some pills because then i feel like these pills 
that that leads to some other side effect and some other side effect. And yeah. It's tough to say. I feel like the people that truly are using medication for anxiety, it's because they're legitimately off balance and they have hopefully, yes, exhausted all these other... I hope they've tried the other ones before. I right. I feel like a lot of times people just look for a pill. Yeah, like, oh, I'm going to go on a plane. I need my doctor to prescribe me Xanax. Yeah, get... What? Get like, real. I, well, I, I do have, like, a like huge criticism, criticism of that, of just that, again, it's like... What, I mean, that, what is Xanax? How intense is that? I've never taken any of that stuff. And I would never want to. I don't... Well, I've never had a Xanax either myself. But to my understanding, right, it's like this relaxant... I mean, I'm maybe not using that term even correctly. But, yeah, something to, like, take the edge off for you. Uh-huh. It's a drug. Yeah. And um, typically prescribed for people with anxiety. And that would be true forms of anxiety where it's, like, debilitating not like oh i kind of like got in my head that i'm afraid of flying or i'm claustrophobic or (laughs) whatever like yeah yeah, everyone's afraid of flying and dying like everyone's actually afraid of that and everyone's afraid of like being in a small room for a long time like you can think yourself into these situations Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. yeah i guess i am claustrophobic because no i wouldn't want to be stuck in like this like small dark closet and unable to move or breathe for a long time Yeah, you know, that would be dead cause anxiety. <laughs> right, but like, but, you know, I don't think that that like permits me like going to be able to pop Xanax for like these like one-off situations. Like, hey, like if you need drugs to fly, you shouldn't be allowed to fly. Or if you need your toy Pomeranian, you know, dog to fly, your anxiety dog, then I, I, I don't know. I don't think it's so. It's a fine line. I, you know, I feel like when I talk about this and, you know, there's going to be people. Anyway. I don't think anyone's listening, but I mean, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not anti-toy Pomeranians. They look more like a stuffed animal to me than a dog. Um, That's why they're so valuable. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I just, the toy Pomeranian, I feel, like, I feel like there's not a lot going on. There's not a lot of brain cells firing in those dogs. They're just kind of like. <sighs> they probably have a lot of anxiety because they're so small and like, oh, I'm a dog. And then they look over into the German Shepherd. I mean, can you imagine? It's going to eat they're me. It's supposed to be the same thing. I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, people come in with their dogs hotels all the time. I don't ask for it. Okay. Yeah. Because we're not pet friendly. Okay. You have anxiety. Dog. Okay, great. That's fine. Do whatever you want. Piss all over the room. Whatever. I get it. <laughs> have fun. I, yes, I, again, just there's a fine line between, I think, true anxiety versus, like, enabled, prescribed. Unable to be an adult. <laughs> there's many things that come with being an adult. And right. You, you gotta have to have a dog to function as an adult. Well, okay. I don't know. Well, the, yes. So it just, it opens up some questioning mm-hmm. by people who like, well, I don't necessarily need a dog or I need, don't need to drug myself every day in order to function. No. Do I believe that? Yes. Some people legitimately do. Uh, it's because they like are born off chemi- like they're born chemically off balanced. Maybe. I, yeah. And it's, unf- and they probably like, in if you're in that scenario, it's like, you don't want to be able, you don't want to have to drug yourself, but the drugging yourself is like, the better scenario than like trying to have be chemically off balance. It's like they're high or something all the time. It's like the way I can like log- logically say like people with like a true anxiety disorder have this like 
naturally their bodies, hormones and everything produce a chemical imbalance that makes you feel like you would feel if like you were high on like an amphetamine. Because there's no way. Yeah, I guess I see what you're saying. If that's the case, then yeah, they need to be taking something. And so then they're taking something to counter that. Mm -hmm. However, like, I feel like it's overprescribed and a lot of people are popping Xanax just because it, yeah, then it gives them the edge or like takes them off the edge. Well, then they're just high. Right. Yeah. And so there's that, Mike. Well, let's kind of segue to stress when it comes to diet because there's, Mm. okay. uh, a different like outlook on that, right? Especially with now intermittent fasting, right? Doesn't that put some stress stressors on your body and like encourage in turn repair? Intermittent fasting. So, I mean, I love intermittent fasting. Um, it calms me down. Yes, you are stressing your body when you intermittent fast. And that's actually why you eventually get more energy because your body goes into this heightened state of being stressed and it will make you more alert actually um that's weird because but also when i'm fasting i feel i feel calmer too i feel like definitely my cortisol levels everything has dropped um the negative higher levels of stuff have dropped but you don't know that it's not like you're testing your blood no i'm not testing my blood but yeah you're you're able you're so your cells after a certain amount of time autophagy um autophagy i'm saying that right occurs that that's not just from a 12 to 16 hour fast so that's like more your 24 hour plus fast which i i've I've done like a 36 to 48 nothing more than that um and that's when your older damaged cells they just die off and new ones are born through autophagy um, which has all sorts of health benefits um and youthfulness benefits um fasting is a good thing uh that i've said many many times don't eat breakfast breakfast they you know it was uh advertised as the most important meal of the day i forget by what company but they did a good job kellogg's or whatever it was not only is it not the most it should people shouldn't eat and eat breakfast i'm saying you should not eat breakfast uh you just shouldn't as a functional healthy adult yeah no you should not eat breakfast um it's better to let your body be clear of that. Um, let it function, not have to worry about digesting food and putting all its energy and resources into digesting this food. You don't need it. You, and Most of us have just loads and loads of stored um, glycogen, which is carbs. And then we also have loads and loads of stores of fat. We all do. We could all go, we all could go literally weeks without eating and just drinking water. I mean, just weeks. And like growing up, you'd hear about all oh, these persons going on a hunger strike and they're in jail or something and they didn't eat for a month or something. Like, well, how is that possible? But then as I got older, like, okay, oh, that's very possible. We have so much stored um, fat in our body. We can go, we can go for so long without eating. Um, and it's <laughs> beneficial too, but people think that's crazy. And, and, it, and, it, and it can be difficult for sure. You're just inundated by food all the time. You're thinking about it all the time. And um, when you're stressed, that's a very common thing. People need a snack. And then, you know, I understand that. Helps take the edge, edge off, off. Yeah. Mike. Yep. Okay, right? So that's interesting. Mm-hmm. So intermittent fasting, when I was looking at it too, about like the criticisms of it. Because you know, like, yes, I hear, you know, the... 
um, narrative about it being beneficial because it is putting this like quote unquote stress on your body, but it's like for the intention of like new cells being born and repairing the old ones through autophagy. Okay. Mm -hmm. But Michael, so early research has found that intermittent fasting may reduce may, you know, is a term, but may reduce the risk of diabetes, cancer, and heart disease. Mm -hmm. But depriving yourself of food for an extended period of time can increase levels of cortisol, mm -hmm. the body's stress hormone. So okay. there's two parts here, yeah. right? And that you'd have to be like mindful or considerate of. Mm -hmm. Michael, you know, talks about that you can go a month without eating. That's not something they should actually do. No, I'm saying it's, it's feasible though. I'm just, it's yeah. possible, yes, yeah. because yeah. you would have enough fat stores. Yeah. Like you would live. You would live. You would live. Yeah, presumably. And so the problem with, you know, putting your body into a level where then you're going to release more stress, though, is these high cortisol levels are also associated with fat storage, which isn't ideal if you're mm -hmm. trying to lose weight, which no. is what a lot of reasons why most people are like intermittent fasting. It has something to do with weight management, fat loss, control, something in that spectrum. No most people are not intermittent fasting to truly be like, yeah, I want to reach autophagy. Like, no, they're not. No, they're not. <laughs> you're just no. not right. Um, and I honestly think that, and Greenfield is sure, mm -hmm. sure. And, but then he's also has like 700 supplements as well. And then eats a green smoothie. I, when he po breaks his fast and sits in a red light infrared sauna, butthole sunning for an hour in the mountains, mm -hmm. grounded to the earth, you know, like grounding. I forget to do that. It's hard to do that in the middle of winter. It's hard to do that in Iowa period. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't want to go walk out on our lawn, even in the summer, quite frankly, because yeah, it's like no. irrigated and fertilized. Yeah, I'm like, I don't tricky. want that touching my foot. I need to like get you need to be at sea level with sand. Yeah, that's ideal for sure. Yeah. So there's that. Um, so I honestly think, though, the intermittent fasting trend is on its way out because oh, okay. it's finally gotten to the space where like, hey, well, you can't really do that long term because, quite frankly, your metabolism just adjusts to you not eating and then you have to eat less yeah, I mean, you i shouldn't you shouldn't do it every day no i, I do i do it every other or just two or three times a week and it's like it's i'll just won't eat till dinner time okay um, so yeah it will be like it's 18 to 20 hour fast yeah you have to vary it and unpredictable which isn't very good for weight management either if you're like Woo, one day i eat all the time yeah, and the see, next I'm, day i'm not worried about my weight yeah yeah. And so, but you, so you naturally do fast every fast every night, yeah. right? If you're like going to bed and you Some um, people sleep. get up and eat in the middle of the night. I've heard. I have heard that too. And that's wild. Don't and if do you are. That's, that's really unhealthy. Well, right. And the, unnecessary. There's more things to unlayer peel or whatever there. If you're getting up at 2am and going to just eat, like you have an eating disorder. Yes. Yes. And you need to do something about that. Like you, so changing, yeah, or getting like counseling or help, like legit, like that you don't need to do that. Same if you get up in the 2 a.m. and smoke cigarettes. Oh gosh, people do that. Okay. Well, I don't know, but yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, it's not just eating. It's like, what are you doing at 2 a.m.? Like you need to be sleeping. I get okay. up at 4 a.m. and I put, I rub Cortland's back and I come back to bed. <laughs> well, that needs to change. Talk Cortland out of that. Yeah, that's what he does. So uh, you naturally fast every night and it's really more about, you know, creating a daily habit of where you don't like eat after 6 p.m. and don't consume calories in the morning until either you've already had like a workout or a consider, you know, 
some sort of activity. And then mm-hmm. by like 10 a.m., you can break your fast. So you're eating from like 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. That's your eating window of eight hours. That's eight hours, yeah. And then double the amount of time, 16 hours, you're not eating. Not eating, yeah. You're not, you know, putting anything else in your body to like digest other than water for most days, right? It's a lot of work for your body to digest food. It's good to, yeah, give it the 16 hour break, not to be constantly snacking. Um, It needs to be given a break. That's very important for your body. You will live longer if you do that. See, the problem is, is like I've heard like the opposite too in terms of like if you're trying to like biohack metabolism, like no, five small meals a day, like keep it running and like your body doesn't have to worry about starving versus being full. It's just like you're having these small meals. No, I disagree. You disagree. If if now, what are these meals consisting of? Cucumbers and cottage cheese. If they don't have carbs, then that's probably good. It's hard. It's hard to digest. Well, just carbs were, were not made to for carbs. All this carbon inundation, we that's not how we evolved, so that's unnatural. Processed carbs. Yeah, processed carbs are the worst. So we hit on the red light therapy, Mike. Um, you know, and I had read, just to talk a little bit more about that, um, red light therapy can lead to potential benefits like younger-looking skin. Mm-hmm. You had said that. Enhanced muscle repair and diminished scarring. Yeah. To name a few, but it just it has regenerative effects. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what you need to take away from that. And so the opposite would be a blue light therapy. Could we? I yeah, I don't know. Um, Deteriorative effects. Possibly. I mean, just overexposure to it. From what I've read, you cannot. There are no side effects from red light, um, and like you can't be overexposed to it. If you notice some redness on your skin after using you're not burnt it's just that your blood it's just blood because oh. the blood has been drawn to that area we so should do that's bef- all it is. before and afters michael of red light sessions and see if we can see a difference visually visually well, i don't know yeah i mean if you have maybe a a wound or something or just if you yeah, just clearer skin maybe too is what you're talking about. Yeah. Something like that. Or yeah. I'd love to see that it looks like you have more circulation mm-hmm. in that area. Yeah, maybe. The final uh, thing I wanted to talk about that I think is a great habit to do is actually the Epsom salt baths, which is mm-hmm. similar yeah. to wellness oriented for the red light therapy, mm-hmm. but has like a detox purpose to it okay and so red light therapy sauna therapy yeah, it's about it. like getting the, like this artificial fever going you can mm-hmm. potentially induce that as well with a very hot bath so or like being in a spa you know a yeah. hot tub yeah okay and th- that has helpful you know benefits for like muscle soreness mm-hmm um, and then the Epsom salt also helps, um, like soften your skin and yeah. what really like Epsom salt is, is like magnesium. And so it's like a magnesium salt bath and that helps you. But it draws out toxins? Detox. It's magnesium is famous, Mike, for its detoxifying qualities. Okay. In fact, uh, Epsom salt bath should be part of your detox protocol. If you've indulged a little too much last night using Epsom salt bath or Epsom salt with baking soda and a few drops of your favorite essential oil. It will help you sweat out all those well, toxins. If you do that, yeah, if you don't have availability to go and sit into a sauna, a nice relaxing sauna with red light, then yeah, go do your bath. Yes. It can also help with headaches. 
too. Sure, yeah. I mean, I just think it's a relaxing thing. If you can just relax and de-stress, that's going to help with your headache situation. Well, a regular Epsom salt bath, Mike, which you haven't drank in over two years, but it may help support healthy magnesium levels in those who drink alcohol routinely. Sure, okay. So, while there are tons of reasons to establish a regular bath ritual, the idea that we can reap the benefits of a magnesium supplement by absorbing Epsom salts through our skins take this wellness staple to a whole new level. I copy-pasted that from somewhere online. That's fine. I am not taking credit for it. Well, you try to get one or two, but soaks him a week right yes one i love doing it after a hard workout of course yeah okay um and then yeah trying to do it once a week and just really using that tub rub-a-dub-dub mike i do double baths with the boys corling corling gets a bath every day he wears a diaper he's seven day drake six maybe five he'll i'll give maybe a day off on the weekend or whatever he wears a diaper yeah, but Corlin gets a bath every day, and then I like to do the double baths for them. Two birds, one stone. Yes. It's efficient. So who are the birds, and what is the stone? Cortland and Drake are the birds. I'm the stone. <laughs> You're the stone. I get them both bait at the same time. That's how you do it. Double bath. No, I love it, and it's yeah. efficient. It probably saves three to four gallons of water at least. Yeah, I think so. And over time, that, that adds, adds up. up. Yeah, to 50 gallons. Or more. A, a month. A month? Yeah. Jeez. Mm-hmm. You know what is efficient, though? Our Energy Star dishwasher. I knew you were going to say that, yeah, because I hand wash a lot of dishes. My thing is, I know what you're saying there, and I do believe it, but there's a lot of dishes to be done. We would have to be running that thing multiple times a day. No. And there's certain pots and pans and knives that cannot be dishwashed, so those have to be hand washed. Okay. But the dishes can go in the dishwasher, and you could run it once a day and it would still use less water than what you're using now just so you know that then i pull it out and what i really hate on the dishwasher is when i pull out the dishwasher to unload the dishes you know there's the cups on top um that the water falls down onto the dry dishes and i'm having you know wet dishes when it just spent the last 45 minutes of the cycle that supposedly be dry so i'm putting wet dishes back in the cupboard that upsets me, maybe even causes a little bit of, of anxiety or stress. Oh, well, you tell me. Is it anxiety or stress? No, it's, it's stress. I'm not having anxiety over that. It's stress. <laughs> but then normally I just go, hey, Mike, relax. Grab a hand towel. So then I will gently dry said coffee cup that got wet. That's still wet because there's like water that settled on top of it from the dishwasher. And then put it up in the thing. I, I don't know. I, I can go back and forth with, with dishwashers. It sounds like you can't, though, because at the end of the day, you have not changed your behavior. You continue to hand wash Mm -hmm. all of our dishes, and we run the dishwasher once a week after it's, like, chock full. Chock full. And that is the only time. And it's like, I have to, like, ask you, like, or... Not ask or tell. You I don't just know tell what me, it, like, hey, we're running the dishes. Okay, fine. Yeah, like, it's like, I have to get you on board. Like, the, the dishwasher is, there's, I can't fit one more dish in there, and then I have to tell you before I run it. Like, yes. I'm running the dishwasher. Yeah, well, I'm glad you do tell me that. Because <laughs> if I just came up, came home one day, the dishwasher was running, I'd be like, excuse me, what's this? Yeah, I'd be furious. <laughs> would you be stressed or would you have anxiety about it? Mm, COPD, what's that? Chronic. That's when the people can't breathe. People that have that COPD thing, you know what? People have that. You're just fat. Michael. Well, they are. And they, oh, I have uh, sleep apnea. Well, just lose some weight. You know, they, they, they strap this whole uh, device mm-hmm. to their face and they look like an elephant. 
and they have the big tube, and then there's the guy from Star Trek. What's his name? Shatner. Shatner Oh, you, many people don't know you're supposed to wash your COP or sleep apnea devices every day, uh, but they're not doing so. Then he's selling a product to actually wash the device. Like, these these people are sleeping so they don't die in their sleep <laughs> because they're so, they have just they're just fat that they suffocate themselves. Uh, I don't know. Just the whole people start taking care of it. People don't they don't put enough. Uh, value, time, energy, money, whatever, into themselves, wellness. They just eat, 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 or smoke, 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 drink, drink, drink. It's like, it's like no, stop it, people. Stop it. Well, you need to right, reassess what you are investing in, mm-hmm. and it should be things that are oriented towards your wellness. Yeah. And unfortunately, a lot of people don't do that. Like, those are the first things to go for your finances if you it's not smart you need to cut stuff like they'll they won't cut the direct tv but they'll cut the gym membership yeah exactly you know and they won't cut like buying whatever at the grocery store but they'll cut the Mm -hmm. the chiropractor or you know just like things that like would encourage wellness they'll cut those first because they think those are like non-essentials and the diet coke is and the Diet Coke is... Man. <laughs> Anyways. Well, I think coffee's essential. Yeah, you, you try to get blay off of it here and there, so I don't know. I know. I go, I've go. i gotten a little bit better. You got a little better. But yeah. then I go back into it. I'm like, oh, well, I've, now I've only had it three times this week. Yeah, I know. <sighs> it's tough, Mike. It's it is. Tough. It's tough. Yeah. It's so good. I but I do. I've gotten way better. I've increased my green tea intake. Yeah. Okay. Which I like, and that's has these detoxing benefits mm-hmm. and less caffeine. Great. So you just every day it's these little habits that give you that they add up. Yeah, they add up. Mm-hmm. Well, that was good, Michael. No, it was episode forty-seven. Did you want to? <laughs> I mean, I know I didn't talk about anyone in forty-six. There wasn't anyone to mention in forty-six. <clears throat> forty-seven. You know, a lot of people go with Mel Blunt. He's a Hall of Fame cornerback. Uh, um, maybe maybe been safety for the Raiders. Not me. I'm not. I'm keeping this Minnesota. The, the last Minnesota professional sports team who won a championship, Minnesota Twins, circa 1991, <laughs> seven game World Series. A lot of people say it was the best World Series of all time. I agree. Oh, Michael. Game seven was pitched by Jack Morris. It went to extra innings. It was zero zero. He pitched ten scoreless innings. At, that's, that's, that doesn't take place in this day and age. It never, no. never taking place at all. Anyways, he's a Hall of Fame pitcher. Twins won that game seven, one zero. Great celebration. Rest in peace, Kirby Puckett. He was the he, he was the man. Uh, anyways, but Jack Morris was the pitcher of that game. Like I said, Hall of Fame pitcher. He wore number forty seven. And I'll end it with that. He also had a hell of a mustache. Michael, we didn't even hit on current political events. Donald Trump was impeached for the second time today by the House. <laughs> it's not going to make it through the Senate. The big scuttlebug was, well, this this time around, 10 Republicans did peach, did vote to impeach him. First time around, no, no Republicans voted. So there's a little bit more that shows that, yeah, people do hate or they're just sick of Trump. Whatever. He's gone in a week. This is so he can't run again. OK, whatever. It's not going to get through the Senate because it has to be two thirds of the Senate, which the Senate's 50-50. So... I don't see half of the Republicans, which is what it would take for them to vote, you know, against Trump. Um, but a lot of them are fed up with them, and that was shown by the House uh, voting. And uh, 
Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It, I it, just it's all over in a week. It's Biden in a week. I don't know. Hopefully it is. And like, I'm who knows, but I just interpret this as like a formality. Like, yes, you would need to go through the process of impeachment. Um, but like the Democrats know, like you said, it's not actually going to mm-hmm. completely happen. But like mm-hmm. the Democrats like have to be like, yeah, we have to do this because like it would just look it's like you fire someone, you know, like because they did something against code or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Like, so, you, OK, we're going to fire you now instead of you quitting or resigning first is like kind of yeah. how I interpret okay. it. Okay. And then what's an, but annoying to or not annoying, but like I said, the only 10 people that you can trust in the House Congress <laughs> are the 10 Republicans who voted to impeach Peach. and they're voting knowing like oh it doesn't really even matter well yeah because he's he's gone they don't need his support do they need his base support to be reelected i don't know that's why they're putting themselves out there a little bit or know? when i say like it doesn't even matter like he's they know he's not actually yeah, going no, to be but impeached. they will catch heat from whatever some <sighs> other parties some a lot of the people in the Republican party hate trump so i don't know who knows i don't get it though like why i just like have the respect for only the 10 yeah and it's like democrats i'm just like you're just everyone else is voting for their party sure yeah yeah those 10 people on the republicans Mm -hmm. house that didn't four chose not to vote or or four chose not to vote okay so no 10 did no 10 said no Impeach him. Yeah. And then four more in addition to that. Right. Republicans, so yeah. 14 total yeah. Republicans did not vote no. There you go. <laughs> and those people I might have more trust for than anyone else in the House at all. Sure, yeah. Because the other ones are biased. Yeah, there's always going to be a bias involved, sure. Yeah. Like in their vote. Even if the intentions of many of the Democrats are the same as those 14 Republicans. Yeah, they can't be trusted in the same way because it's like, no, you know, you're there. Everyone is still voting, knowing that it's not going to pass the Senate. So, like, they all know it's not really going to happen. No, but they can say they did. They did it. And, you know, we did did all we could. Yeah. Yep. They did. They did everything. Right. So it's like also like, yep, as a formality. Mm hmm. Of course, I'll do my job and I'll just show up and blah, blah, blah. And when I get my podium time, this one, like what's annoying to me to I will final, like finalize with this or like the arguments like Republicans are saying, like, this is not the way to uh, unite our country. It's like, no, no, no. If you voted yes, then it would be a way to yeah, unite it would be. Yeah. If, like both parties yeah. all voted yes. Well, then then we would then I'd be like, OK. Like, maybe I do foresee you guys actually working together. Together, yeah. Because it's not about the party. You're still part of your party, but you're, like, and you know, all wanting to, like, move forward in a different leadership direction and still, like, right? Yeah. That's unfortunate. That, like, again, like, this opportunity to unite just doesn't even happen. Well, opportunity knocks, but... You gotta answer the door. Is there a game mic on or what? No, I'm just gonna do a little red light time here. All right. Well, with that, folks, stay safe, stay healthy, and wash your hands. And wash your hands.